I greet you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith overcomes the world. And what faith is it that overcomes the world? He that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And we believe that. And our faith overcomes this world because of what we believe. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, which is commonly called the Hall of Faith. And let's look at a couple of verses there in Hebrews chapter 11. We are blessed to be on this side of the cross, on this side of the apostles, and to know the things that we do because God revealed so much through the Apostle Paul to us. In Hebrews chapter 11, we have a long list of heroes of the faith. It tells us in the first two verses of this list, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, that is by faith, the elders obtained a good report. The elders of Israel obtained a good report from God for being great men and great women because they had faith in things they couldn't see. And they had evidence, and they lived as if they had the evidence of things not yet done. Now, when we look at this list, we can come down to, say, verse 4, and we have Abel. By faith, Abel, in the very beginning, Abel, offered unto God a more acceptable sacrifice than his brother Cain. Because he believed God, and God had told him, and God had shown him what he ought to offer. And by doing what he did, he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. A tremendous example in the very first family and the first generation coming out of that family. We thank the Lord for Abel. We drop down to verse 8, we see Abraham. By faith, Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. And so then we have a number of verses about Abraham and Sarah before we get to Isaac and Jacob. But I want you to notice verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So these great men and women of faith had promises made to them that they never got. They never saw the fulfillment of those promises. Now let's go to the last two verses of this chapter. And it's these two verses that I want you to appreciate. And these all, and I could have read the five verses preceding 39. We used it many times last year, 2019, as introductory material regarding the martyrs. And these all, these are all the elders, the men and the women, the heroes of the faith, the heroines of the faith of God in the chapter of Hebrews 11, having obtained a good report through faith. God did commend them for their lives, their courage, their fearlessness, their boldness, their obedience, their righteousness, all of which they did by faith. They obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. They were deprived. They were seriously deprived. God, having provided some better thing 
for us. Now, Paul's a Jew, and he's writing Jews. Paul's a Hebrew, and he's writing Hebrews. And he says, those heroes of our Hebrew national history obtained a good report from God, and they're listed here, and they should be. And the whole nation knew that they were great. However, those great men and women did not receive the promise, God having provided some better thing for that generation that Paul was addressing, and the better thing was, Messiah and his kingdom. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. As good as they were, as great as they were, they were incomplete on two counts. They didn't get the Messiah and his kingdom, and they didn't have us. Because God has put the two of them together, and each covenant relationship with men is not exclusive of the other. It's inclusive. And they were not perfect without Messiah and without us. And we're not perfect thinking that we don't need that Old Testament church because that Old Testament church is what gave us Christ, the Spirit, and the apostles. And the worship of God for 1,500 years on this planet. All those mentioned, the elders of the Hebrews, obtained a good report by faith. But they did not receive the promise the promised Messiah, the seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the Shiloh of Judah, the son of David, they didn't receive it. We did. That generation that Paul was addressing, Jesus had come and gone from earth, and we're able to look back at it from a couple thousand years later. God, in spite of their great faith, provided greater benefits for those that followed them. He's provided greater things for us. And that is the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's plan and God's dealings with men involve both covenants, both testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and we don't exclude either. They're complementary to each other, and they serve each other. And we thank the Lord to be able to see both of them. I want so much for today as we wrap up chapters 60 through 62 that you will... Forget for a moment that you are a Gentile that has taken over the kingdom of God, as Matthew 21, Romans 11, Ephesians 2, Ephesians 3 describes. That's all good, fine, and dandy. But it doesn't help when you're studying Isaiah 60, 61, and 62. What I want you to do is go back and look at those chapters from the Jewish standpoint of the tremendous blessings God was going to give an obscure, captive, no-name nation by his son and by us Gentiles being converted to it. See, we want to look at the conversion of the Gentiles as, hey, we're better than you Jews and we've taken over the kingdom because you were so bad, God threw you out, took your vineyard and gave it to us because we give them the fruits thereof. And we get a little too haughty. Romans 11 deals with our haughtiness and says that if God was able to cut off the natural branches, how much easier is it to rip off you grafted in ones? Uh, and so we need to keep that in mind. But that's not my point right now. My point is when we look at Isaiah 60 and we see words like, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee, that we would look at that Jewish church and see that God did indeed make it great in the earth. And so that everyone spoke of the people of the kingdom of Jesus Christ as holy people, as redeemed people. 
and the Gentiles flocked to it. If they had such faith without the promise being fulfilled, how much faith should we have with all the promises fulfilled? And we're living on the other side of their fulfillment. Brethren, there needs to be a Hebrews 14 written with a, with a hall of faith for us that we by faith obtained a good report. We don't even need very much faith. We live on this side of the cross looking back at the actual historical event. May the Lord bless us to realize how the covenants fit together. There was the patriarchal dispensation for 2,500 years. There was an Old Testament dispensation for 1,500 years. There's been a New Testament dispensation for 2,000 years. And we get to live in this one. And we get to look back because God gave us his son. God gave us his spirit. God gave us his complete revelation. God gave us much more than he gave them without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness, and we know it in detail. Thank you, blessed God and Father. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, O Lord of heaven and earth, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We thank thee, Lord of glory, King of nations, and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, for your kindness to us. We thank thee that you brought us into existence on earth on this side of the cross so that we can look back with all the inspired wisdom that you gave our brother Paul and understand the things that occurred 2,000 years ago. We thank thee that that Old Testament church of your chosen people was incomplete without us. And Heavenly Father, help us to appreciate that we are incomplete without them. That together we form the church of God for 3,500 years of earth's history. Amen. We thank thee for thy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee for the promised seed of the woman. The seed of Abraham. The Shiloh of Judah and the son of David. We thank thee for him. We thank thee for the forgiveness of sins, eternal life by the free gift of salvation, and righteousness, legal, righteousness, practical, righteousness, vital, and righteousness, final, that you will give us. Heavenly Father, we thank thee that you have called us out of this world and given us the kingdom of your dear Son and translated us out of the kingdom of darkness and into his kingdom. We thank thee that we know the Lord Jesus Christ and that we love him. We do believe Jesus of Nazareth is the Son of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, forgive us. Forgive us for being so attracted by the things of this world and this world being an enemy of thine and an enemy of thy son and an enemy of thy son's religion. Have mercy upon us this day. Bless this church, meeting here and meeting in homes, that you will bless us in all that we do. Show us your son. Show us the glory of your church. Show us the glory of that Old Testament church when Jesus Christ came and visited that rebuilt temple. Oh, Heavenly Father, bless the preaching of thy word this day. 
Let the preaching of righteousness and salvation and the redemption of your people have free course and be glorified throughout the world. Let praise be offered in all the churches of Zion. We thank thee that we are come unto Mount Zion and the heavenly city of Jerusalem. Bless us this day to lay hold of these things by faith and to believe them and to embrace them, that we ourselves are strangers and sojourners in this world like Abraham was. Heavenly Father, our kingdom is with thee. It's not of this world. And we pray that you will wean us today further from this world and cause us to love thy kingdom. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the forgiveness of sins. We thank thee that we can come into thy presence boldly by our one and only great high priest. We thank thee that thou hast made us kings and priests unto thyself through him. Now be with us. Lift us up this day. Heavenly Father, we are here on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, to honor thy Son. We love him dearly. Forgive us where we have disappointed him and bless us to serve him more faithfully than we ever have before. It is in his name, the name which is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen.